<laughs> Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where we look to empower and encourage real conversation amongst men everywhere by unpacking topics on self-help, philosophy, and business. Okay, welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast. This is Matt J. Hannum with you, your host today, and I'm joined by a motley crew of lads. Let's go in reverse order. Number one, Hado, you're not here. Good for you. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> to, to my um, other side of that, Hado. Hado's, where is he? Sydney's over there. JB, Justin Bourne. What's up? The man, the myth. <laughs> the legend. <laughs> nice to have you with us. Thanks, Mr. mate. Mr. Jacob Moffat, the prophet. Thank you, Matt. Happy to be here. It's exceptional to have you here today. And you've been very vocal. You're welcome. Which is a great start. <laughs> What's with that? <laughs> like Conrad a, Francis. I've got a chess tournament being called. You grace us with your presence once more. I'm reconsidering my presence. He's transcending. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, gents, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm probably redlining everybody there. But today we have pre-poured the drink just to speed things along a little bit. So we shall share a small tipple of monkey shoulder. Uh, this is a... We've had this before on this show. Of course we have. We'll revert back Any, to I that I just episode. wondered if you had another point. <laughs> no? Oh, it's straight uh, off the shelf. We've um, Yeah, it's straight off the shelf. Straight off the monkey shoulder, so to speak. At least it's There's not some that delightful bloody. little monkeys on top of the bottle. <laughs> For those of you, um, <laughs> I don't know how they, that symbol would come about, given the fact that monkeys have quite large tails. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's the twenty seventh batch, so I guess they'll soon figure it out. But anyway, enjoy. You're just having it straight from the bottle. Indeed. And we shall jump into today's Cheers. topic. Cheers, fellas. Cheers, fellas. You're um. <laughs> You're enjoying your uh, attempt at a radio voice there, Conrad. I'm just taking That's, a piss uh, out of you, mate. Sweet. I've got a good voice for radio. I've got a good head for it too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you'd be a good mime. Mime. Marcel Marcel. You're quite light on your feet. So the topic today is, uh, well, how to structure your week, how to structure your life for success, or maybe have you know, <laughs> maybe how to not structure your week or life for success. But um, yeah, take me back tw- ten years, and I can tell you exactly that. Yeah. So, look, I guess this topic was um, derived from. We often talk about, you know, morning rituals, sleep, and other habits, but on a sort of broader scale. Of a week, you know, how much are we really getting done? What do we fit in? What do we, you know, how much time do we waste, and what do we waste time on? And I wanted to unpack that. So, for some context into my my personal sort of struggles with time, and we've got a new baby boy, Nicholas, in the house. He's five weeks old, um, which is fantastic. But he's also he's our third child, and we have a pretty busy home life because of that. Adding that to obviously running a, a business and having quite a lot of activities going on, even like this podcast, like my own podcast, um, uh, there's, there's a lot that there's a lot that has to happen in a day, a week, a month. Yeah, do um, some work, and and you got to do some work too, um, and especially in the first few weeks. Now, I've obviously taken time off, uh, so to speak. I, I don't like the I don't like a complete break of work kind of ever. 
I like to be able to just mix um, being away and traveling and still keeping just a, a touch on. I never walk away from, from, say, the business for like a month or six weeks with no sort of no connection whatsoever. But is that a good thing? That, that I don't. Oh, well, I can't do it. I mean, but everyone, <laughs> every, everyone judges me. So you've got to go on a holiday. I'm thinking, well, I don't dislike what I fucking do. No, so I like to, yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to have to completely switch off. I don't see there's any point to it. I quite enjoy having a bit, just a little bit to do. But and your partner's got to understand that, right? Yeah, well, we, we've done that for a long time. Um, and the, the truth of it is either, either it happens or we don't go on the trips because um, when you're running a small business operation, um, even if, as is my case, most of what needs to happen can happen without me. But someone still needs to have an eye on the, you know, on the on the top level of the game, and we have this technology now that allows us to do that. I mean, 20, 30, 50 years ago, you couldn't do that. If you're away from your business operation, well, you couldn't see anything. All the data that you would get would be days or weeks old. Video cameras everywhere. Not 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, you didn't have that. It would cost you a fortune. Yeah, okay. And you can't email and Slack and direct message, and you can like I can. In 20, 30 minutes, well, in 10 minutes, I can have a, a complete view of what's happened over the last 48 hours from, from remote. So anyway, where was I? I, I really struggled in the first couple of weeks. Um, you did have I, email 20 years ago, by the way. Hmm? You did have email 20 years ago. Yeah, but not, not on our phones the same way, not to the same level of flexibility and technological sort of prowess that we have i mean for those i mean you would have had an email 20 years ago these guys didn't but 20 years ago you could only access it on your pc at work yes you couldn't um and if you wanted to do some sort of remote login you were on a vpn never yeah. worked like there was all kinds of challenges it wasn't it wasn't something that you could just be in a hotel somewhere in the world and just quickly log in and and get an email or a message so i look i really struggled early on um in the first few weeks uh, because i was really you know i was i guess at a point where i I didn't have, I hadn't achieved a lot of what I wanted to achieve before um, the baby Nicholas came along a little bit early, which was a, which was unfortunate. But um, it wasn't that; it was that I hadn't got it done, um, and I found it pretty challenging early on. And really, I guess it's difficult to be focused everywhere at all times. And sort of prioritization um, in advance, you know, with the flexibility to pivot is kind of paramount. But I sometimes have struggled significantly with that. Um, you know what I. I guess I'm most trying to improve on is my emotional management. Um, like a, a short example is like getting organised and getting the kids to school in the morning, the couple of hours that it might take to get there. By the time you land in the office at 9.45, you're spent. <laughs> like the, like they, they have the ability to just like wipe your energy out, then you get to work and you've got to like roll through a day. So I don't think people talk about this um, a lot necessarily and I think it's um, – something that we really should just talk about and share a bit more. And the, the, the crux of it is that there's always a conflict between sort of family values and your ambition and, and success. And they don't have to be they're, – they're not in conflict with each other, but they're in conflict with and for your time and your focus and your, and your energy. And, and that's the thing I found, the, I guess, the most challenging. So I wanted to talk to you guys about – how you structure a week. We all have different levels of responsibilities and how we prioritise and what we prioritise at the top and I guess how we how we sort of break that down and keep ourselves honest. And, and do you have a similar challenge that I have at times in emotionally managing yourself? And what I mean by that is if I've got half an hour to work, 
or an hour to work, sometimes I might get to that point, but I'm just not in the headspace to be able to utilize that time. And that is, I guess, a mistake or there was an opportunity to be in a better headspace to use that time more wisely. So any thoughts? I don't beat myself up over it. I mean, my mum jokes about me. I, I mean, I generally put family time. Um, it's it's pr- the first thing in my diary anyway. Um, and when I do have time with my mum, I do have my phone out from time to time and she'll have a crack at me about not being present. Um, funnily enough, it only happened this week again, but my sister came and joined us for, for dinner and mum was talking, was jokingly saying, Conrad doesn't chat, he's just on his phone. And uh, lo and behold, it wasn't Conrad on his phone, it was his sister on the phone. Um, and I said, and when I pointed out to my mum I wasn't on my phone, um, she justified Darlene being on her phone because she's a busy woman. But onwards from that, I do prioritise time with my family and I do value the technology because I don't believe I'd be able to get as much time with my family and friends as I would have done if I didn't have my technology working for me. And I think sometimes it's harder for some people to understand that particularly people that have had the nine-to-five mentality um, and the, the, the definitive line in the sand between work and, and, and life or work in their, in their play. I, I find for my... And we, I think it'll be important for us to define what success is and we'll get to that shortly. But um, for me, I find a successful week is where I can set my phone down or, or switch off from that like work or kind of vision mindset and enjoy time with family, knowing like I feel I've done everything I could this week to succeed and progress towards my vision and mission, and now I'm going to spend time with family. And similarly, I'll spend a day and a half over the weekend with family and go, I've recharged that battery, I've filled that bucket, and then I can now, on a Monday morning, get straight back into work and continue where I left off. I find when I don't have a successful week or when I when I don't do enough and I procrastinate and I don't take action during the week, I spend the whole weekend dwelling and regretting and feeling like, oh, there's these things I still need to do and I should be doing. Therefore, I'm not present with family. I don't enjoy that family time. I don't recharge. And then Monday morning, I go, well, I didn't actually have a weekend. And it starts that cycle all over again. So at the moment, I'm really focusing on doing everything I can to take action at work and then fully fully all in and all out. And that's, for me, when I'm, when I'm most successful is when I'm all in at work and all out at home. But you run a gym, right? Are you yes. open? When, when are you closed? Are you closed on Sundays? We're open seven days a week, but I'm not there for half of Saturday and all of Sunday. So I have about a day and a half off. Wouldn't that be your most important time to be in the gym? Weekends? No, usually kind of... Mornings and evenings, um, and the Saturday morning, and then we're we're pretty quiet. We do a lot of kids stuff on the weekend, but I'm not involved in that personally. No, I was just curious because you seem to like. I, I feel like I've my, myself personally have detached myself from that standard operating week a little bit, um, and you still very much talk to the the, the weekend and that like that is separate time, mm. and I, I I try to bind it all together like and. And especially with kids now a little bit older than yours, so in, in yeah. primary school, there's often things that happen during a day and I, I, I mould it all together um, and just float through and, and prioritise, you know, where's the where, where do I need to be today? Yeah. 
and um, and sort of float that in and out. And then I'm you know I'm sometimes my happiest doing a half morning on a on a Saturday, and then maybe something on a Sunday afternoon after I've been to the farmers market with the family or whatever. I'm I'm I quite happily. I actually, in my preference, I prefer to do some some work, some family, some work for the family, sort of. Every day, really. It's. I mean, that's some of the benefits I've had by by doing like what you've said is bringing the weekend into the week, and then using time uh, without compartmentalizing it. Um, but that doesn't work for everybody, um, particularly um, when you've got a family that you know with you with you guys with young families. You know, they're only up for certain hours, and you want to be present for as much of that as possible, that you can achieve and, and equally achieve what you need to achieve in the office. I get that. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly believe the the anomaly that or the situation we label work life balance doesn't exist easily, or if not at all, unless you bring back in the weekend to 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 um, level things out a bit. Yeah, well, I guess being in the fitness industry, I have fairly non traditional hours. Like I start my work day at six a.m. and I yep. finish it at about seven thirty p.m. Um, because we live twenty to thirty minutes away from the gym. During the day, I don't usually bother kind of going home and coming back. So I'm my work day is from 6 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Monday to Friday. So is that, is that not something you can look at, though, moving closer to the gym? Or it not it really? will be long-term. At the moment, I'm, I'm happy with the balance, and Ains and I've discussed it, and for where the boys are at now, being two and essentially zero, yeah. like it's not a problem. Um, long-term, I will we'll move closer, I'll outsource some of those hours and i'll kind of buy back some freedom but what i need to do at the moment is just go all into the business do everything i need to to get us into a better position and, and then start to make those decisions that's it. it's interesting though i mean i would have thought if if time is your issue then i would have thought moving closer to the gym to give you that balance a bit easier now would have been would have been a priority yeah and i guess during the day, there's not a lot I can do at home anyway. Like the times, Matt will know as a family is breakfast time, getting ready for school, getting ready for the day, and especially night time, dinner, bath, bed, etc. That's when you can be most valuable. And five, four or five days a week in the evening, I'm taking classes. Yeah, I'm I'm teaching between five and seven thirty p.m. Okay. So at yeah. the moment, I've made that sacrifice, but I'll I'll reverse that in the future. It's interesting um, bringing this up. This is something I've struggled with um, over the over the years. I've tried scheduling a whole week and doing all of these other bits and pieces and and, and whatnot. Um, I don't have a family. I have a have a wife um, who you know I enjoy spending um, time with, and there is always a conflict uh, sometimes uh, around the the time piece. The biggest challenge is marrying up your expectations of your achievements. Um, uh, within the the time spectrum of either a week or or a month, um, particularly if you're ambitious and you're trying to achieve big things, um, but the biggest thing I have come to realize over the last I don't know whatever um, is it's more energy management kind of what you touched on, um, Matt, and that you can schedule your whole week out 
Um, I, I've noticed booking things that uh, have external accountability work well, um, i.e. like if you book a client meeting or something like that, you book these things in, you'll show up and you'll find a, a way. But if you book something that's self-accountable, it's it can be pretty difficult to be disciplined to stick to it. Um, because, yeah, and, and it comes back to that energy management piece. If you had a rough night sleep or you didn't go to the gym or you, you you've just you've walked out of a meeting where you know we deal with clients and like they can throw a curveball and it fucks everything and you come out and you just need time to take stock if you're the business leader you, you have this tough conversation with some team members and stuff like that and you know people i don't think understand the emotional uh boxing ring that as a business owner that you go through on a day-to-day basis and you have to really mentally like you know matt i give um huge huge kudos and respect to yourself for doing the stuff in the morning and then coming in and having to show up for your team and have that mental space and you you've literally got to when you step in that door you literally got to leave everything behind and um that is a can be a hard thing you know like yeah to come in after a hectic morning, the kids are sick and all this other stuff that you, you know that you share, and and then expected to sit down and do like your routine thing, like make some business sales calls. Um, fuck, that can be hard to to get into. So this is where it's kind of like energy management, and I think having maybe not too of a tight schedule and keeping things a little bit loose, but having those non-negotiables and that like it's okay to take a half an hour break or the other biggest thing is like it's okay to go say like for us who don't own a gym and live in a gym, you got to go work out maybe or maybe at three o'clock you have to go for a run even though that's maybe not the the norm because you need to get the body moving again you've had a you've had a shit day and then you might work a little bit later into the the evening a couple of those things have worked really well for me um and like the the gym and, and I think the last couple of weeks it's dropped slightly I haven't completely stopped but that's been a big thing for me that consistency of working out um to help maintain energy um and it's really about energy management um has been probably the biggest shift for me because I tried to block out everything from minute to minute in the week and I've actually shared on this podcast a couple of attempts at that in the real early episodes I go way back to episode like 10 or 5 or something and it takes that takes energy to stick to your schedule yeah because you de- <laughs> because you're defeating the inertia you've created through the bad habits in the in the past because that's all it is it's just momentum because it's actually, it. it's not that bad. Like, like the more I'm organised, I like, like that. that word inertia. It's good. It's a good word. Kind of like cadence. Yeah. It's um. It's 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 easier in some ways to go and adjust. Like, uh, what happens is things happen a lot. There's some reason. I mean, this morning's a great example. Um, the little guy's five weeks old. He's got a cold. Okay, that's really tough. The last forty eight hours, uh, my wife Tasha's barely been able to put him down. We've got two other kids. I wanted to be in the office at seven. That was my plan. Um, at six o'clock, I'm like, "Look, that's listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look after the other kids, get them organised, do breakfast, do the lunches, like just get everything organised, and and let Tash effectively lie in with with Nicholas for another bit of time. Look, it burnt it burnt an hour and a half. It's also probably one of the most important hour and a half time slots of the day because that's probably when I'm at my peak." like uh, ability to sort of work on project work or other things um, and be very fresh 
and do that. But um, but that's what happens. But I found that zero it's, guilt. This morning, pretty good. Um, sometimes there's a lot. No, no. Sometimes there's a lot more guilt. So not zero. But five, no, no. Five, I say five, that. Five, I say five, that because I've been there, and I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah. And sometimes there's a lot of guilt, right? But what I've found is that if I'm more organised, and then if I have to make some adjustment to my schedule, I'm better in that frame. So I have got a fairly, uh, I've got a loose set of blocks of what the week looks like and what has to go where. And uh, largely, I I stick to that with a few exceptions that drop out. And I've I've managed, and it took me a long time, but. It's now my habit that I spend roughly about 30 minutes a week sort of mapping out just on paper the next week and make some adjustments and move things around. And that always ends up moving and changing a little bit, which is annoying because it's on paper, but it's not, but that's not my proper calendar. My calendar's in the, in, you know, obviously digital, but I, I use it as a, a mapping tool to add a few key, key things that have to happen on days, the odd errand, whatever needs to happen, and just to frame up like what might be a little bit more successful of a week. Um, rather than if I just floated into it haphazard. And to, to add to that, like a, we talked about success and we might define it a little bit, but like the truth is we have our own definition. And every week of mine is probably successful. It's just have I emotionally dealt with that correctly? If, I, if my perspective is correct, then it's been successful. Um, if my perspective but, is... But if, you don't change, if you don't change where, let's say things pop up, right, like... In a week, you want to achieve so many things, and let's say Nicholas gets sick or something else happens, and you deviate. Mm. When you don't move, what you want on the on the other side, which is no problems if you can deliver it. But if it, if it's impossible to deliver, and you don't move that that peg, you can't help but trigger um, the hormones that go around failure mm. and you know guilt and depression, which I've done to myself a lot, right? Yeah, no I've doubt, definitely no done doubt. that. I've done it to myself. Yeah, and uh, I. So well, you've got to re-peg yourself. You have to re-peg yourself. Going back to David Dieter as well, which we've talked about, this is you know, the, the way of the superior man a few times recently, and he said just one line in that book was just stop hoping for completion of anything in life. <laughs> and it's true. Like we we always, oh, I'll get this bit done and then, and I'll yeah. do this and then, and then I can start working out or I can do this. I'll I can just do get that. this sorted you know? and then. And that's why you have to keep <laughs> re-pegging. And I, that's why I, I do that like, one-page thing, right? It's because funny, Jacob said the exact same stuff yeah. just before, like with the mo- when you said about the moving, that was the exact phrase. I've got to get a few sorted and then yeah. we'll, we'll sort. Yeah. Um, but yeah. When I but draw you, it, But you've right? got to re-peg things. When I draw it on the page, it becomes obvious because it's like, well, there's no fucking way I could fit anything else in there. Like it's done. Like yeah. it's overdone. And I've written, you know, a couple of errands, these appointments, this happens there. That's what I've got to do this for the kids. Okay. It's full. It's full. And that's, that's that. A sailboat doesn't move without wind. Right. We understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you pitch opposite to the wind to capture the wind. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know what happens with wind. It changes direction. But if you don't yeah. change your pitch, you ain't going to stay in the wind for long, are you? Okay, so the greatest sailors are always adjusting the sail. Yeah, it's a constant battle between your highest vision and purpose for your life and then breaking that down into years and months and days for your goals and kind of knowing exactly the tasks and actions you need to take to achieve that. But then okay, being okay with the, the fact that life is going to throw things your way that are going to impact that. It's meant to. It's, it's gonna, it has to test you. Yeah, this quote you've got here, no plan survives contact with the enemy. It's right. You can have a, the greatest battle strategy and have everything sorted out, and as soon as the battle starts, that kind of rough pretty much gets thrown out the window. Mm. 
you can have a great to-do list for that day and be kind of, this is all the things I need to do to take me closer to my vision. And then you go and drop off the kids at school and you get a bit stuck in traffic and then you get to work and then a staff member sits you down and resigns. You think, fuck, what am I going to do? <laughs> this is fucked. <laughs> and then your whole day is derailed. Don't even. And then you think, well, now I've got to solve that problem. And you jump on LinkedIn and you apply for a new, you chuck up a new role and your whole day is derailed. The next day you've just got to go, let's just restart that plan. Let's get back on track. And then well, that's where it's, I think, energy. You've got you to you come back, right? So it's okay yeah. to be taken off. It's okay. All right? yeah, you it's going to happen. On, you get pushed the, the more resistance you take to the path changing, you can't change some things, right? You can, you can only control what you control. Yeah. But that's where I think energy and mindset management is also... Yeah, you don't waste time. ...key, key yeah. to that because, like, if you dwell on things like... Um, or whatever you you are slower to build the momentum, or if the moment you to build up that momentum uh, again, and if you're in a bad negative headspace, you might have stuff going on that is going to slow you down. And I think it's also an element of like not beating yourself up so much. Um, and I think you know, Matt, one of your biggest I know definitely is frustration, and even for myself, like when those things don't marry the up, flavor of, 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 of suffering, suffering, yeah, Absolutely. frustration, because um, everything fucking takes longer than what you well. expect. Yeah, everything takes longer than what you expect. Well, the thing about these little daily things is that they are just little daily things or they're an hour or two hours and sometimes that two hours might, you know, make you less effective for six or eight hours. But the thing is, then you come back to, okay, well, I've got a solid monthly budget. It shouldn't impact that monthly budget. There's enough time for it to be resolved within that time. But when we're not clear on, you know, slightly longer term not even long term, but they're, they're short term, but just the like larger than a day, you know, larger than a week, larger than a month, we should be able to get more comfortable there. And it, look, it's definitely something I've struggled with, um, but it's it's something that I've done or I'm starting to do a lot better and, and it's becoming um, just just more apparent that I, I have to be disciplined and, and mostly disciplined in that emotional management because these things are going to come at you constantly and... And as they as they will, and they the bigger the business, the bigger the family, the bigger the whatever, it's going to be there. Well, I think um, I think Conrad, you've reminded me a lot of this lately as well. Is um, don't feel guilty about looking after yourself either, and taking the the time out if you need to as well. Like, yeah, you've got to be responsible, right? Yeah. You've got to be responsible with you first. You know, whether like you might have an expectation to do a project or or whatever, but if you're in the bad, if you're in a shit headspace, how many times I've been guilty of this? Like, I've got this time slot booked or this it might be a thursday not thursday because we've got brekkie it's a bad bad choice of a day but it might be a wednesday morning i've got this project oh yep i'm gonna do this project time and you rock up to eight o'clock and you're like fuck (laughs) (laughs) and then you just like he did did that too well i think it might happen quite often yeah and then you you sit there and then the next minute you're on messenger and you're like just doing shit or you're in perusing on instagram as uh jacob likes to put it and 20 minutes later, you're like this and that. And you do a little bit and you're like, oh, fuck it. And then like two hours later and you've done fuck all. And you're like, oh, what, you know, and um, what a waste of time. Whereas if you had the right headspace and you came into it, like sometimes it's you're, responsibility. you're better off doing something else yeah. um, and then maybe coming back to it. Well, I do, I do that often, right? I mean, you know, I'm sleeping a lot better than I ever have. But if I wake up, um, I won't waste time trying to force myself to get back to, get back to bed. You know, because that's half the battle. And then you waste time trying to think, 
okay, count sheep, we can do something else. And you wasted 20, 30 minutes and you might get back to sleep, but the quality of sleep won't be there. So I just get out of bed and start doing shit. Then go for a nap later? Yeah. <laughs> well, the truth is you got to. you just got to honour yourself. You know, most of the time we don't honour ourselves. You know, if you can put yourself through the turmoil of um, exactly that, you know, or the torture of procrastination, you're not honouring yourself and you're not honouring the people around you. Your family, your friends, your colleagues, your, 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 your team members, you're not. You know, you're actually disrespecting everybody, including yourself. Yeah, and I felt those moments where I'm, I'm because I start my day early and finish it late. During the day, sometimes I'll train, I'll do whatever. But there are moments where I go, well, I feel like I'm, I'm wasting time here. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I've had a sh- shit couple of conversations or whatever. And I, pr- if if I didn't have to be here at six p.m. for a class, I'd just go home and qu- kind of call the day there. Go home, re-energize with family. But, but sometimes you have appointments, you have meetings, you have things that kind of go, well, I just have to do this anyway. And that's part of that responsibility and the, the actions. Well, you've, you got, to, to, you've take, got to find the time to do it somewhere. Okay. Otherwise, you've yeah. got to change, change the end goal. Does that make sense? So, come back to my, my cardio sessions last month. You know, I, I, I budgeted or scheduled two sessions a week. And I, so, the second week in, I missed the week. And so, the third week, I had to do at least four to catch up. And in doing four, I, I figured out, well, I've got space for four. Yeah. I'll do three for the, for the next one. Um, and that's what happened, right? So what, what I ended up doing, because you, you've got to play makeup. Too many times we burn, you know, in, in doing exactly what you just said, right? I'm not dialed in. I'm going to go home, which is fine. No problems. But when does that get done? You should just go home next time, man. The, like, the question is, well, I've got a question in there. It sounds like you keep saying that you need, and look, you keep saying you need the family time to re-energize. So, which means your work's taking your energy. Yeah. So how how are you framing your work? And because I don't I don't see it. I look I'm, I get tired doing whatever everything I do. Like you yeah. know, obviously still you're busy doing things. Yeah, sometimes you limit your sleep. You know, whatever you you get tired. But I don't find that I get like the office takes all my energy out, and then I don't find that like the kids and that necessarily they don't take all my energy out either. Like it seems yeah. that you, um, yeah, like it's it's somewhat of a burden in a, in a in a sense. And maybe, as an example, maybe you should just straight away go home at nine thirty yeah. and go and spend four or five. Like the kids are home, right? Yeah. So what, go like watch I a TV show. With you them. can't help Ainsley with the bath, but go and hang out with them. Let her go to the shops. Let her go and get her energy back. Yeah. Here's something for you. Work hard for something we don't. Ca- working hard for something we don't care about is called stress. Working hard for something we love is called passion. We know what the word passion originated from, right? Mm. Which is to suffer. Stress yeah. and passion are the same fucking thing. Mm. Yeah. Just and, with a different destination. Yeah. And most of the time I f- I'll spend all day kind of at the gym and it won't feel like work. I'll enjoy it. I'll, I'll love it. It's just every now and then, I f- and it's especially the days where I haven't done the work and I haven't been productive and something else has been on my mind. Or the week before I've had a shit week and I haven't done anything and then I had a bad weekend. That's when I kind of, by Tuesday, I'm just kind of a bit, bit burnt out. Um, and that's, that's, I think, when I'm, whether it be just getting out of that space for a little bit. And, and sometimes I'm the only one there, so it kind of feels a little bit lonely, I guess, at times. But um, But most of the time I'll just 
I'll put on a show. I'll, I'm becoming more okay with procrastination when it's on my terms. It's going, well, I'm, I'm not really achieving anything at the moment. I just need to take a break. I'll have lunch. I'll put on a show. I'll sit there and then I'll get back into things. Because I know, like, I'm not productive if I'm just sitting there yeah. or whatever. I think the key is, is, like, marrying up to whatever your expectations, uh, you know, are. And no, like, no, that's bullshit. It's not yeah, your expectations, yeah. particularly when you've got family. It's their expectations of you too. Yeah. So you've got to frame it with them. Because if you're going to take time out to go to the movies, and I'm just saying because I've done that. Yeah. All right, I go to the movies regularly during, well, I say regularly. <laughs> not that regularly, but I don't mind going to the movies during the day to break my day up. But I'm taking time away from my family or my friends or who my loved ones where I want to spend time with. Yeah. Because I've got still got to get the work done. But if I need the mental space to come back and focus on something, then that's what I've got to do. And I know that yeah. gap that you're talking about there. And I, like I've never run a gym, so I, I understand that there's quite a big gap there. And almost every fitness professional I've ever spoken to has complained about that gap. Yeah. Um, other than the few that I knew that had moved like within hundreds of meters of their their gym. Yeah. To to solve that riddle. But sometimes, um, because I told the kids I would get there, like I, I will go and do a 20K or some, a 40K round trip um, to see them for 30, 40 minutes before I roll back out that night again. I need to come back to work or back to the same place or whatever. And yeah. sometimes that can energise me enough like and um, to go on and do another half day on top and I've gone and, and on a bed because you're only going to see them for half an hour a day. Just anyway. a Jacob session again. <laughs> That's okay. No, no, but I'm saying like I, these are the same challenges and this is what yeah. I wanted to talk about because it, like at times I've done exactly what you're saying there as well and I've, like, I've realised that there's other ways around this and, there's, and, and time is not the challenge even though I, it's perceived as the challenge. And um, this, so these are the points that I wanted to sort of get out there and also just to, to discuss. But then like what, is, what, what do we consider a successful week? Like um, we, we've tried to – I know, Justin, you've tried to map out time. Um, I, I map out loosely and, and book into zones now and it's, it's worked really well for me, trying to leave some freedom around it. The freedom was supposed to be for more creative type activities and some of it gets used for that, but often it's just the overflow stuff I couldn't get in the other time and that's okay too. What about you, Conrad? I mean, what is it? Generally don't, I generally don't um, do much on a Monday other than office stuff um, and usually Fridays I don't book many other meetings in. Um, so I'll give myself space and I also have that overflow on a Saturday. I've always had that since, fuck, since I was 25 years of age. I've always gave myself Saturday to, to allow the overflow to catch up or get ahead, one or two. Um, and so that's what I do. Um, but yeah, everything else is, I'm slightly reactive to meetings, but I'm, I'm not as reactive as what I used to be. So that's very similar. Like I, I will basically book through Tuesday to Thursday yep. as much as possible. Um, Monday is supposed to be slightly more admin and Friday is supposed to be slightly more creative. Often they'll end up with a couple of meetings and that around that time, but that's okay. And then I, you know, often I'll, often I'll work a Saturday morning, um, but often I, I'll spend that time with the family. It's a great time with my family. Often How can you often work in the office, often be at home? Um, I go through <laughs> different phases of the, of the two. And if I'm not, I enjoy working a Saturday morning, but sometimes it's um, it's a good time to spend time with family. A Saturday also changes. almost like a two or three to one. That's, that's the kind of productivity I get on a Saturday. Yeah, it also changes depending on what the kids are doing. Like if they're swimming this yeah, term yeah. and that's the right time, then I do yeah. that. If there's netball going on and it's 2 p.m., then I re, I re-peg. And I'll find that time on on Sunday or, or I just, whatever. I just find I don't. Everybody else is doing other things, which I you know I get a bit of FOMO around, which means I crunch what I've got to do, 
uh, and I do it in the hours that I, I, I do it with. And sometimes I go over, say, sometimes I've done a whole day in the office um, because I just get stuck in the mode of it, right, which is fine, and I just blow away everything else. But most of them I'm done by 1, 2 o'clock, um, and I feel like I've done day, day and a half with the work. Plus you've always got to be aware, like we've discussed in previous um, episodes, it's not just about you. And like you said, Conrad, there's other people to consider is that if I was a single single man kind of living on my own, I'd probably spend seven days a week. I'd probably even set up a swag and live at the gym because <laughs> I, I just go all in on that. I'd go one of those blow-up beds. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd get a sleeping bag <laughs> and that'd be me. But um, because I have a wife, because I have two boys, I, I've balanced that accordingly. And, and if you fast forward five, ten years, if the balance is the same as the way it is now, I'm sure that will impact me more than now knowing that like there's certain things I'm doing when the boys are two and zero where, like you said, you can go home for 30 minutes and that's enough for them to be like, yep, dad is home. This is amazing. They'll OD, they'll OD on you in 30 minutes. Mate. Yeah. Whereas if that happens, I'll need more flexibility as they get older and certain things come up and activities. So I'm just cautious of that now knowing I can go all in and I could, the balance I've got now I find is perfect for me, but I just have to continue communicating that with Ainsley and going, is this balance working for you? Is she getting burnt out doing? The psychological data will tell you that your presence is more necessary from a four to eight-year-old's brain space. Yeah. All right, zero to four, they're only ever going to hear the vibration of their mother. Yeah. So and I know I've still you're just giving them noise. My boy who's almost five has radically shifted his attention to me. From, yeah. from Tash. So I've got two more years. And, to and it's good, yeah, because you're probably providing some feminine energy. <laughs> He's four and a half, almost five. Yeah. So I've got oh, two no, four years <laughs> age, yeah. yeah. So you're right. I've got two more years. <laughs> so you're, clearly, you're good yeah. at maths there, finance man. Yeah. So, <laughs> I failed maths at high school. I've got two more years to go all in and then I've got to... Yeah, be, but but be, be very aware because yeah. this is where I think we're getting it wrong, right? Uh, well, I think I bloody know we're getting it wrong, yeah. Okay. Um, because that's wasted time. If you can do the work now and be present more when they, they're in that other age group, then that's great investment time. Yep. You know, that's, 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 that's great. That's, that's the, that is the blueprint. It hasn't changed. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't actually, I, I don't think I measure or define a successful week I lately have been trying to go more on a day basis to if I can do this this thing yeah, as good. a minimum on a day basis That's because right. I mean, most you, people can't. then you lower the expectation just a little bit. Like if I get this one thing achieved today, that's a good day because yeah. you will be derailed and distracted and things happen. So like if you can come in and um, like I've got a big project on at the moment. I've been um, – I've got to update all the role descriptions, right? <laughs> We've talked about this. And, you know, I have been doing like one or two a day, but it comes a bit sporadic. But I'm like if I have made some progress on that, that's successful because that's moving what I need to get done. Um, and other ones, your sales activities and bits and pieces because some days it just won't happen. You'll be distracted. So – um, I think realigning what your personal expectations are help you to also mentally manage, um, but then don't, which I guess is like what we just mentioned, is like don't forego your responsibilities as in that. Communicate. You've got to communicate of everywhere. Level of expectation. Like don't lower it too low, um, but don't have it too high. I guess kind of coming back to superior man, like living just on the outer edge, but not so far out that you keep disappointing because it feels like you're not going to, progress 
and you're just going to be it's just feels like a constant uphill battle celebrate some of your wins as well I've, I've for me in the last couple of months like just just own when you have done it like fuck yeah like celebrate a little bit personally i feel like that helps the momentum the inertia uh keep going so um you know on the definition of of success um and even internally within the team, we've been trying to celebrate more micro wins on a weekly basis. So on on Fridays and bits, you know, we've set up some new new structures, which um, we're trying to celebrate on a more micro level, so that the week feels like it was it did move the needle forward. Um, because you can slog it out for like three or four weeks and feel like, or you get torn the whole family in this other bit. And it just becomes a burden, and it shouldn't be. I think if you can acknowledge the you've small, got, you've stuff. got to take yourself up high enough, okay? Because when you stay in the in the chasm of work uh, and life, um, you don't necessarily see the motion, the, the the movement or the momentum sometimes. But the more you take yourself out and reflect on, you know, it's from, a good from, point. From an eagle's perspective, human beings are very organized beings, but when you're sitting in the middle of your, your, the city. It looks like chaos. So you've got to you've got to take that high level approach, and you've got to take that opportunity from time to time. And I don't know for me that success on a macro scale is is on a daily or weekly basis. Am I getting closer to my vision and mission and who I, the purpose I want to achieve for myself and my business? Then I can kind of look at the week and go, we've made progress. There's very specific KPIs for the business and there's cash flow and there's memberships. There's all sorts of things that define progress forward. So that's how I can define, have we had a good week? And I measure that on the Monday. There's, from the family perspective, am I becoming a better father? Am I learning lessons? Am I spending time, etc.? Am I, is my marriage improving? Uh, or And there's so many different things you can use to define. But for me, it's just, am I moving forward? For the personally in business, as a father, as a husband, have this week. I've made progress. Good. If I haven't, why not? Let's change that. Let's take action. Cool. Yeah. Well, look, that's like I think that was a really good conversation. Um, yeah, thanks. It wasn't. Um, it, yeah, it wasn't. It was more of a holistic approach to the whole lot. But I think it's really important because I think we can again try and set up these really crazy radical weekly structures and only fail because it's just it's too rigid it's not possible and and i like your piece there conrad about how you know to, to step out you know, give it the helicopter view is is more important it does look like chaos um you know close up but further back it, it's it's far more organized than it looks and i think you can um and and i really just from my point of view um my my focus on my emotion emotional energy and that's that's everything that that also includes nutrition and all that sort of thing as well but now focus on energy and that's um that's been a key piece for me to allow to tackle more and you know have three young kids in the house um be a good father run a good business work out continue to do all the things that i need to do um, both for the business for my family and for myself which is an important piece of helping me to do that for them all um and yeah look i really i really enjoyed that conversation so thank you gentlemen and uh for you for you out there listening uh, i hope uh, i hope you got some value out of that and you consider how you structure your week and and whether there's anything there that could help you um become just more effective and we we hope we've had some impact so Please share this with anyone you think um, 
has a rubbish week and <laughs> needs to um, have a good think about how they live their lives. Your husbands, your partners. Um, husbands, partners, wives. Your colleagues. Your colleagues. colleagues. Pull their heads out of their um, butts. Sisters, brothers, <laughs> children, children. Um, get them to have a think about how they, what they do every week and, and how much are they in control of their week or are they just being pulled along by old decisions um, a long time ago. So please uh, like, share, um, let us know. Let us know um, what you do. Have, is, have we missed something um, or not? But until next time, until next time I host this show, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Travis Hado, maybe some other time. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll see you next He's week. He's having cross paths. See you later. See ya.